podcast. Uh, today, the podcast, I'm going to do a review of the 2017 AFC Championship game between the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But before I get into that, uh, I would like to say thank you um, to everyone that listened to episode one. Um, it really means a lot to me that you took the time out of your day, out of your day to listen to, um, you know, just something that I'm doing for fun right now. Uh, whether it was five minutes or you listened to the whole thing, I really appreciate it. Um, so as of now, uh, it is on iTunes, so you can uh, listen to it on the podcast app if you have an iPhone. Um, and if not, uh, it's on SoundCloud as well. You can listen to it on SoundCloud uh, in their browser or the SoundCloud app. Just search Not So Epic Rant Podcast. Uh, I think you can follow it on on what's it called on SoundCloud. You can follow it, follow my podcast, and on uh, on iTunes if you subscribe to it, it'll automatically download every time I up- upload a uh, a new episode. Um, I think there is a there's a bit of a delay, so it will be on SoundCloud faster than it will be on um, iTunes. And depending on how long, I'll put these on YouTube as well. I think that's where the most people are going to listen to them. Um, the good thing about listening to it on SoundCloud or uh, or on iTunes is you can if you're if you're listening to it on your phone, you can you know uh, like with YouTube on an iPhone. You can't listen to it. You gotta like have the YouTube app open. You gotta have your your phone open or uh, unlocked. You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. So it'll save your battery life if you're listening to it on SoundCloud or uh, iTunes. Um, the only thing is iTunes doesn't track the the listens, so I don't know. I have no idea how many people listen to it on iTunes. Um, SoundCloud gives you a uh, a number count, and then on YouTube, obviously, there's views, but, um, another thing, depending on how long these will be, uh, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll be on SoundCloud the earliest, so, you know, if you're, if you really like what I'm doing, um, SoundCloud will be the best place to look first, um, and then YouTube and iTunes, it'll be up on those a little after SoundCloud, so, but then, but thanks again to everyone that's listened to the first episode, I greatly appreciate it, and I hope you, uh, listen to everything I put out um, in the near future. Um, like I said, I don't know how, how often I'm, I'm going to do these. I'd like to do it once a week, but, um, I know with my, you know, the way, uh, I just know myself and, and I don't know if I'll be able to do that every week. Um, another thing, I have this automatic air freshener in my room and I forget to turn it off. So it just went off again and hopefully that doesn't bother you too much. One of these days I'll remember to turn it off, but Anyway, um, moving forward, I believe as of right now, there's a, just under two minutes left of the game. Um, almost never do I walk away from a Steelers game, regardless of how good or bad they're doing. Um, it's just something I don't do because I'm not a Fairweather fan at all. Uh, I cheer for the Steelers. Even whenever they uh, lost five straight, I was still, you know, I watched every game. Um, I watched the Eagles game that was 34 to three. I watched the entire game. I'm not saying you know, I'm not bragging or saying I'm the best fan. I just, you know, they're my team, and I'm 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 gonna be with them win, lose, or draw. Uh, and I usually watch the game to the end, but you know, it's a little different. Um, being the last, you know, for a fact now it's the last game of the season, and you know, just seeing this show one too many times with the New England Patriots. Um, you know, 
it's it's almost become like Tom Brady is like Ben Roethlisberger's older brother, and you know he's he's just always he always has something over him. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like a sibling rivalry rivalry between the two, and just we're still waiting for the day. You know that that Ben Roethlisberger comes out on the winning end. I mean, yes, the Steelers have beat the Patriots before, but um, you know I think. The, I mean, the, obviously, the last time they played to each other in the AFC Championship was Ben's rookie year, and uh, that game. Well, tonight's game was a was a little more competitive than that game. I mean, what was that game? Forty-one to twenty-seven, and whenever I walked away from the TV, it was thirty-six to seventeen, New England. So I mean, I, I mean, a loss is a loss. Really, it doesn't matter how you lose or how bad the score is, but, um, you know, this winning this game would have been huge for Ben Roethlisberger's legacy. I mean, it certainly didn't hurt him, you know, another another AFC championship appearance. Um, I think this is his, that was his fifth. So he's now three and two, and he was three and one, so now, now he's three and two. Um, with both losses being to New England, I mean, uh, you, it's so hard to not compare Ben Roethlisberger to Tom Brady whenever, you know, now that Peyton Manning's gone, those are the two, the top two quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, like the stat I brought up last week against, uh, or about the AFC quarterbacks in the Super Bowl were all Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning uh, since 2003, except for the year Joe Flacco made it in. So, um you know, Ben Roethlisberger is always going to be compared to Tom Brady, you know. I think, I mean, he's definitely going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. You, you almost can't pass him up. I mean, the numbers he's put up, two Super Bowl championships, um, one loss, so he's 2-3 and three, or 2-1 and one in the Super Bowl with three appearances, you know, multiple Pro Bowl, uh, what, five or six times he made it to the Pro Bowl. Um, the arguably the greatest rookie season of all time. The only person that's come close so far is Dak Prescott, and he, you know, was one and done in the playoffs. Um, and he tied Ben's win uh, record with 13, so he didn't he didn't surpass it. So Ben's still tied for first with the most wins uh, in the regular season by a rookie quarterback. He definitely has the most wins overall because of the the uh, the, the extra win in the playoffs. Um, so he's got 14 wins in a rookie season. Um, sorry, I mean, this this probably isn't going to be my best podcast of all time because I'm not exactly in the greatest mood. But then again, this is called Not So Epic Rant. And uh, this, this is a good time for me to do it because, um, you know, I'm, I'm not pleased with their performance whatsoever. I really honestly did not. I I didn't I didn't picture this is the way it was going to end. I mean, obviously there's a chance of them losing, but I mean I don't. Typically, whenever people ask me what I think is going to happen in a game, almost never do I make a prediction. Mainly because I hate to be wrong. But me being a diehard Steelers fan, always in the back of my head, you know, I think they're going to win every game. Every time they walk onto that field, I think they're going to win. Part of that's because I'm a huge fan. Part of that's because I, 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 that's the expectations that Steelers fans have. 
you know, this is, I think it's the the most winning, the winningest organization in the NFL, I believe, um, in overall record. I'm, I could be wrong, but I, they, they got to be up there. Obviously, they have the most Super Bowl wins, and they'll regardless of who wins the Super Bowl, they'll still have the most Super Bowl wins. They have six Super Bowls on eight appearances. They're tied with uh, Dallas on appearances. Dallas also has eight appearances. No team has six Super Bowls. Um, Dallas and San Francisco both have five. Um, Chuck Knoll had four wins with uh, Terry Bradshaw and the Steel Curtain, four Super Bowl wins. Um, Bill Cowher only had one Super Bowl win, one with two appearances. So far, Tomlin's the same, one win, two appearances. So, um, Tomlin's legacy still has room to improve. Ben's Ben's legacy obviously does, but just just a you know a complete lackluster performance tonight. Obviously, uh, the loss of Le'Veon Bell so early really hurts because getting back to me not making predictions um one thing I did say to a few people that I I did not see a way that that New England would stop Le'Veon Bell um granted the Le'Veon uh, the the uh Patriots have held I think all the running backs this year to under 90 yards on average but you know the last two games Le'Veon Bell had 170 yards rushing. One of the games was against the Chiefs, who actually have a very good defense, um, maybe even a better defense at times than than the Patriots. But I didn't see the Patriots stopping Le'Veon Bell. I expected him to have 150 yards rushing and probably one or two touchdowns. If I mean, yes, they had they had trouble getting into the end zone last week and again tonight. But I thought. They were just going to run the ball down New England's throat. Um, but losing him after, I think, two carries and him sitting out for the rest of the game, you know, as soon as I saw uh, D'Angelo Williams, and it was before anyone even announced that Bell was out, um, I knew something was up because D'Angelo Williams just doesn't play whenever Le'Veon Bell is in. He just uh, Maybe you'll see him in on a weird four or after, you know, if they're giving Bell a rest, but usually Bell doesn't need a rest. I mean, the dude has 6% body fat, you know. He has an insane cardio. He's in all in every down back. It doesn't matter how long the drive is. Usually Bell doesn't take a break. So as soon as I saw number 34 in, I was worried. Yes, I know D'Angelo Williams is a great running back, but tonight against the New England Patriots for the AFC North or the AFC Championship, they needed the best running back in the league on the field. And they didn't have him. And that hurt them tremendously. Tremendously. I'm not going to say that if Le'Veon Bell played that game, they would have won. Because the way the defense just totally disregarded number 15, Chris Hogan. Just totally disregarded him. 180 yards, 9 catches, and 2 touchdowns. And not one of those was a spectacular catch. He's wide open the entire game. He even dropped passes when he was wide open. That's complete bullshit. Call it whatever you want to call it. Call it the mastermind Bill Belichick's play calling and, you know, 
complete bullshit to just leave someone that wide open. Yes, we saw that before with Gronkowski against the Steelers, but to this extent with this, you know, a pretty much a slot wide receiver, um, normally the Steelers don't have trouble with a slot wide receivers. Uh, the, but the zone, the, The zone defense, they just got picked apart by one player, single-handedly. Yes, Edelman made his plays, but he had over 100 yards. For the most part, Edelman wasn't wide open. He was uh, After he got the ball, he'd break a tackle. I mean, there's a play later in the game where Sean Davis literally gives up because he thinks he's out of bounds or he thinks he's stopped. But Sean Davis just lets go and stands up, and Edelman's like, listen, bitch, I'm running down the field. We're getting – I, I want to say the, the Patriots – had 175 yards after the catch, after that play, um, to the Steelers' 69 yards. So um, just the lack of a pass rush. Tom Brady wasn't threatened at all outside of that sack in the first quarter when it was, I think it was 10-7, to 7, or maybe it was before we scored a touchdown. Yeah, it was the drive before we scored a touchdown. They sacked him on third down. Um, Tom Brady didn't get touched. He didn't. Help. There was a, there was only a few plays where he he held the ball long, the ball long, uh, but for the most part he got rid of it qu- quickly. So that that that, you know, that's a way to uh, minimize the pass rush. But he didn't get touched. For the most part, they played good against the run, except for that. How disgusting is it to watch Legarrette Blunt run ten yards with the entire Steelers defense on him? Yes, we've seen that from him before, but watching your own, that happen to your own team is disgusting. And the Steelers are supposed to be this hard-hitting, powerful, tough, rough defense. Half of our linebackers are first-round draft picks. More than half. Bud Dupree, Ryan Shazier, Lawrence Timmons. Jarvis Jones, first-round draft pick linebackers. And then you got Father Time, James Harrison in there. Granted, or not granted, but I, don't, I keep saying that. I'm not, I'm not under, I'm not, uh, I'm not shitting on our linebackers, but damn, you know, of all the nights to play like shit, they really picked a good one. Like LeGarrette Blunt run 10 yards with the entire Steelers front seven on him. It hurts not having Cameron Hayward, and yet even though the the defense played better after he got hurt, I I want to say that's just a uh, a coincidence. I could be wrong, but really, I, I think that's a that's a coincidence that after he tears a pectoral muscle, the defense decides to turn it on because the game that they turned it on against was against the Browns, who were like zero and ten at that point. But that's besides the point. Leaving Chris Hogan wide open for nine passes, 180 yards, and two touchdowns. That's just disgusting. Disgusting to sit there and watch that. And you just saw it coming every time. Every time. You just saw it coming. You know, it looks, Brady's got the ball. He drops back. Three seconds, four seconds, throws it downfield before you even see him come into the picture, come into the frame. You know it's going to be number 15 wide open. 
And yep, there he is. Catches the ball, runs into the end zone for nine passes, 180 yards, and two, two touchdowns. Yeah, I've said that three times already. But that's how you win a game right there. And that's how you lose a game, letting that happen. I think the Steelers' offensive line played a hell of a game outside of that goal line stand, which went from a goal line, which went from a foot away from the end zone to being third down at the six yard line. That was pretty uh, bad. To, that was pretty sad to watch. Um, quarterback sneak? Ever heard of it? Tom Brady can do it on third third down. Third and one. We can't do it on fourth and inches, or first and inches. Try and score a touchdown. Really? After, that fir- after the first time you get stopped and you lose two yards, what makes you think you're going to do it again? Now you're already, all right, so, so it's first and inches. First and, first and goal, but you're inches away from the end zone. You run the ball up the middle and you get stopped for a two-yard loss. So you do it again with no fullback. And you have a backup running back. Granted, oh, fuck. Sorry for saying granted. Yes, I understand D'Angelo Williams could start for half the teams in the NFL. But like I said, we, you need Le'Veon Bell out there. So it's second down. And they're at the three-yard line. They're going to run the ball up the middle again? It didn't work the first time. So why would you try it again? No fullback, backup running back. Second and two. So he gets dropped for a four-yard loss. So now it's third and six, and you do an out route to Eli Rogers, a three-yard out route. Even if he catches it, he's not getting in the end zone. He's just not. I think another huge factor in the game had to be the, the experience level between the Patriots and the Steelers. I mean, it was just apparent that you know, yes, the uh, the Patriots have been in this situation the last six years in a row. They were in the AFC Championship. Um, a lot of the plays that, you know, a lot of the miscues on the Steelers' end were caused by players that that, that were rookies, that were second-year players, third-year players. Um, Sammy Coates, all he had to do was extend his arms just a few inches. That Ben couldn't have thrown that ball any better and he, his elbows are tucked into his chest, and it smacks him in the fingertips. All he had to do was stick his arms out three inches, and that's a catch. Kobe Williams dropping the ball in the end zone. Eli Rogers fumbling the ball. Artie Burns and Sean Davis, two rookies on defense, just getting, just getting, just getting scold. Just you know, they put a clinic on those two rookie. Defensive backs. Granted, Javon Hargrave did make that sack, but outside of that, I mean, there wasn't much the defensive line could offer. Yeah, they have Tewitt, who's a three-year or fourth-year player, I believe, who's a great defensive end, but um, he's not—he's not a uh, grade A defensive end. You know, he's a good defensive end, but he's not—he's no top five, top ten in the league. Javon Hargrave is a rookie. Uh, we, and then you had, uh, what's his name, L.T. Walton. L.T. Walton's your other end because you have K- 
Cameron Hayward out, so you got another. I think he's a second year player, a third year player, maybe, maybe, but still, the experience level was just apparent. Just the 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 the, the maturity of the of the Patriots team versus, you know, just they're just on another level. They're just on another level. Like the Steelers were outclassed, they were outplayed, they were outcoached. Um, but the, also the Steelers didn't do anything to help themselves out. Uh, the zone defense just didn't work, just didn't work, and it took them the entire game to realize that. Uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not sure if they realized yet that, you know, that, that, that style of defense isn't going to stop Tom Brady. Um, too many drop passes. The fumble couldn't have came at a worse time. Uh, you can't go three and out against against New England. You just can't. Um, I don't. I believe Ben Roethlisberger didn't throw an interception, so that's great. But no Le'Veon Bell. Just I, simply, it was not the Steelers' night. I guess. Um, and I know the this this Facebook Live bullshit's gonna come back to haunt us. Um, we had to listen to that bullshit for an entire week, but I, I understand that that's what that's the media's job. They, uh, you know, when anytime you have twenty four seven sports coverage, you, there's gonna be times where they don't just don't have anything else to talk about. So, um, even during the game, we're talking about Antonio Brown's Facebook Live post, which yes, yes, we understand that that was a dumb thing to do. That was a dumb thing to do. He can say he was caught up in the moment. Bullshit. He was not caught up in the moment. If he was caught up in the moment, he wouldn't have been hiding on the other side of the locker room from his coach. He knew what the hell he was doing. He knew what he was doing. But do I think that had anything to do with the game? No. Do I think that had that had any extra motivation to New England to win that game? No. New England doesn't need extra motivation. The New England Patriots... They've been to six straight AFC championship games. Belichick and Brady have been to six Super Bowls together. They're four and two. Now they're going to their seventh. They don't need motivation anymore. They had they had their game plan. It worked. The Steelers game plan didn't. The young players on the Steelers team did not perform well, and that hurt them. Le'Veon Bell's absence hurt them. The, the defensive game plan hurt them, and New England was New England. So I think I'm done with with going over this game. Uh, there's really not much more to say. It was, you know, it was painful to watch. I, uh, I kind of wish, you know, at least if I was a Green Bay fan, I could have turned the game off at halftime, 24 nothing. But 17, 17 to 9, or what was it? 17 to 9 at halftime. And... It takes Pittsburgh 15, 20, 22 minutes, I believe, 22 minutes of game time to score the next set of points. And at that point, you know, the game was pretty much over. I think it was 33. It was 33 to 33 to nine before Pittsburgh scored again. So, you know, um, I definitely have reasons to be optimi- optimistic about next year. Um, just looking at where we are right now, we went 11 and five. Um, this was a team 
that lost four games in a row. I think I said five games earlier. I can't remember. Or did we go ten and six? I think we went ten and six. We lost five games in a row, right? Or did we go eleven and five? I think we went ten and <laughs> Jesus. All right. Regardless, we lost either four games in a row or five games in a row. I'm thinking it's five, and we went ten and six because we lost that. Uh, we definitely lost that game to. Definitely get lost that game to the Eagles. We lost to the Ravens. We lost to the Dolphins. We lost to the Patriots. We lost to the Cowboys. Is there another team we lost to? I don't know. But they put together nine straight wins, including the playoffs. Um, Burns and Davis did show signs of promise, um, mostly on their interceptions. Um, there definitely were games where they just got they just flat out got burnt, just got burnt, burnt toast, you know. But they were rookie cornerbacks, and that's one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL as a rookie because the there's a, there's an apparent difference between the defensive level in college football and the defensive level in in pro football uh, you don't see games of 77 points in the pro level that that happens almost every other week in NCAA especially in the beginning of the season whenever you know bigger teams are playing smaller teams it's understandable but there's just a different level when it comes to defense in the pros so that's a hard position to to transfer any really any position on the defense but I mean definitely easier to come to come to the NFL as a defensive tackle than it is to be a cornerback or a safety uh, because defensive tackle has to go up an offensive lineman, whereas a, a, a cornerback has to go up against wide receiver, NFL-caliber wide receivers that are being thrown, the ball, the ball is being thrown to them from NFL-caliber quarterbacks, especially if you're playing against the Patriots, you're playing against Tom Brady, um, I'd rather be a defensive tackle than be a cornerback playing against Tom Brady. So I un- I understand that um, with two rookies in the defensive backfield isn't it, it, you know making it to the Super Bowl that's a, that's a that's a pretty tough task to ask for. So I definitely like where we're at now going into next year. Um, right now I'm expecting Le'Veon Bell to have to play 16 games. I can't can imagine his injury, his left groin injury is gonna hamper him and uh, hamper him into next year. Um, as long as he stays healthy in the off season, stays healthy through training camp, stays healthy through the preseason, we should get 16 games out of him. Um, barring that he stays out of trouble, barring that uh, Martavis Bryant stays out of trouble, we'll get him back stays out of trouble and stays healthy. We'll have him for 16 games. We'll have Antonio Brown for 16 games. Eli, Eli Rogers is developing. Ben Roethlisberger's still in his prime. If he can stay healthy next year, which he hasn't played 16 games in a while. Our offensive line is is, is amazing. Um, when's the last time Ben got sacked? I can't remember. He had 17 sacks this year. He got sacked 17 times. That's that's insane. I believe it was the second lowest, I believe. So 
they have, you know, they're only going to get better. They're a pretty young offensive line. So if Pounce, Pouncey stayed healthy pretty much all season, that's great. Made it to a pro, the Pro Bowl. David DeCastro made it to the Pro Bowl. Villanueva played great. Uh, what's the other dude's name? Gilbert, he played great. Am I missing someone? The left guard. Shit. Ramon Foster? Yes, Ramon Foster. So we got a great offensive line. Ryan Shazier had two interceptions in the postseason and two interceptions before that, maybe three. Um, One of the fastest linebackers in the league. Uh, Great coverage linebacker. Um, Great at blitzing. Timmons is a great blitzing middle linebacker, but it's 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 obvious that he's in a decline. I'm not expecting to see him next year. I don't know what his contract situation is. Um, so I shouldn't say I'm not expecting to see him. I wouldn't be I won't be surprised if he gets released, traded, or if he's a free agent and he doesn't get re-signed. Um, yeah, he makes plays here and there, but you know, even tonight, there's just you know there's situations where. Um, he's in the, he's in, he's in the vicinity of stopping a first down and he just doesn't react quick enough or doesn't have the athleticism to do that. Uh, he's in coverage and misses the play, um, misses tackles. You know, he's just, he was a great linebacker I don't think he's a pro or a hall of fame linebacker. Um, I don't, I won't be surprised if he doesn't come back. I hope Vince Williams can take his spot. If not, um, it looks like we're going to take another linebacker in the first round, which I'm okay with. Um, not sure whether Harrison comes or, or 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 leaves. I'm not sure if he'll be here next year. Uh, I hope that he stays as long as he can, as long as he can produce like he did in the second half of the year. He didn't play much in the first half, but I would imagine that's because. Uh, his age, he has limitations, so they save him for the second half of the year. Um, really, we need Jarvis Jones to step up, and he needs to be—he needs to play like a first-round draft pick. There's, there's—you see splashes of him playing great, and you see bits and pieces of him playing great. But uh, I like how Bud Dupree turned it on towards the end of the season, and especially in the first two playoff games, Bud Dupree played great. So I'm excited to see what he does next year. I hope we get him for 16 games. Um, oh, another younger player that underperformed tonight, Jesse James, who has been one of the most inconsistent players of the year. He can block his ass off. Uh, he's six seven. He's a he's a taller. He's a slightly taller, slightly skinnier Heath. Um, when it comes to his skill set, he's about as close to Heath Miller as you're going to get, but his hands, he definitely doesn't have Heath hands because rarely did Heath drop the ball. And um, I would assume Jesse James has five to ten drops on a season, and that's big. That's big. Uh, we you need, you need to minimize that to about three. So if he can he, he can get that down to three, that'll be that'll be great. Um, Xavier Grimble made a few big plays. I'd like to see him. Whether I'm not sure what's going to happen with Ladarius Green. We got three games out of him, and he was amazing. But uh, you know, he's got to play. He's got to play. You got to be. You got to be healthy. And you missed eight weeks to start the season off, and then you didn't play 
the last five weeks of the season or four, whatever. Um, so who knows what they're going to do. I think he only had a one-year contract, so who knows. Um, definitely has the potential if he's on the field. He made some great plays, made some great plays. I'm expecting um, them to keep James and Grimble. Hopefully they progress and develop into, you know, starting NFL caliber tight ends because they're they're getting there. But um, Grimble obviously doesn't get the playing time. And like I said, Jesse James is probably one of the most inconsistent players of the 2016 Pittsburgh Steelers team. Um Roosevelt Nix was a great fullback, so I'm excited to see him next year. Uh, Ben's still in his prime. I'm not worried about him at all. And there's just no, you know, there's, we can, I mean, what do I want to say? Uh, it's obvious, I mean, we definitely have the the possibility to not be good next year, but you know, I, I mean, with, with the weapons we have on offense, um, the youth we have on defense, they can only get better. I, I think that we have a lot of reasons to be optimistic for next year. Last year we made it to the divisional. This year we made it to the championship game. Next year we got to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, and hopefully we get a week off. Hopefully we win the division and we take uh, the number one seed and New England comes to Pittsburgh. I hope, I hope New England comes to Pittsburgh and I don't care if we beat the shit out of them. I don't care if we win by a field goal. I don't care if we win by two points. I don't care if we win by one point. I want Pittsburgh to be the number one seed. And I want New England to come to us. And I want to beat them in Pittsburgh. And I want the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl next year. I'm not calling it. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. Yes, we have the potential. Pittsburgh has the potential for that to happen next year. They have the talent. They have the they have the fan base. They have the support. Do they have the coaching? I don't know. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, they do. Uh, I'm not going to get into the Steelers coaching because I I don't know. I mean, I'm, that's just that's not my world really. So I I, I just don't know. Um, I know there's a lot of Mike Tomlin haters. Um, for the most part, I'm not a Mike Tomlin fan. I'm not a Mike Tomlin hater. Uh, he's the head coach of my favorite team. Um, so he, some of the players he's brought into the league, uh, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Ryan Chazier, Bud Dupree. Uh, I think that should say enough. One Super Bowl win, two appearances. Never had a winning season. Had two or maybe three eight and eight seasons. Two eight and eight, one nine and seven. But outside of that, never had a losing season. So Tom, uh, Bill Cowher had three. So who knows? Um, the defense of side, the defensive side of ball of the ball. We have, uh, what's his name? What the hell is Keith Butler? Um, definitely room in, for improvement there. Uh, we got Todd Haley as our offensive coordinator. Um, and for the most part, we have Ben Roethlisberger as our offensive coordinator. So I'm fine with that. 
Um, I'm excited for next year, and I hope we do big things. Um, I already can't wait. I, I hate this because I, I remember feeling like this last year when we lost against Denver. As soon as we lost, I was like, can we just start next year already, please? Because um, we could, in, in the summertime, you, I mean, you got the hockey season, and hockey, uh, I've just become so, you know, so I don't know what the word is. You know, hockey used to be my second favorite sport. I don't know if I brought this up last week, but um, I don't think I did. So for those of you that don't know, I'm a Buffalo Sabres fan. One of the worst teams in the NF- NHL. So um, what the, the reason I like the Buffalo Sabres is when I was young, I remember seeing them in the red and black uniforms with the uh, the Buffalo Head logo, and I was like, holy shit, that's the coolest uniform I've ever seen. And literally, that's the reason why I started liking them. Uh, and they were actually, they weren't great, but they were, I think they made it to the playoffs whenever I started liking them. Um, and I liked a bunch of the players, Maxim Afeniganov and Miroslav Shatan, uh, Mar- or not Martin Brodeur, uh what's his name? Dominic Hasek, and then we had uh, Martin, Martin uh, Baron. Martin Baron was his replacement. Um, Alexei Zhitnik, you know, Paul Greer, some great players. And uh, that's why I liked them. Um, so, but I really think the NHL has become watered down. Uh, the lack of hitting and the lack of fighting, you know, it's just not as exciting as what I remember. Um, I think it's just it's getting kind of boring, and liking one of the worst teams in the league doesn't help because they get like three national televised games a year, and I live in Johnson, Pennsylvania, so if I want to watch them, I either got to get the center ice or whatever it's called the what what's it called nhl center ice package um pay like four hundred dollars to watch the shittiest team in the league and to watch a sport that i think has become pretty boring or i can illegally stream all their games and that's a hassle and shitty quality so um it's not like i watch every game and am bored i kind of just you know, I've just kind of, you know, I, I don't, I just have a weird relationship with the NHL, which I, I mean, I love the sport of hockey. Uh, I like to play hockey, but um, I don't, and I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. So I can't really watch hockey until June. Um, so now I get to watch the the Pro Bowl, which is the worst football game you ever watch in your life. I get to watch Tom Brady playing another Super Bowl, um, and then it's hockey season until June. And then you got baseball and NASCAR until our August rolls around. And then you get four weeks of preseason football, which you get to watch Landry Jones and a bunch of dudes that don't have the number on their helmet run around the field and lose four games until you finally get to see Ben Roethlisberger and the boys in, what is that, September? So, yeah, it's January. I gotta wait. we got to wait nine months to get back into the football season. Um, so, yeah, I'm not excited. I'm not really happy. Uh, tonight was a shitty night. Uh, the Steelers season's over, and we get to watch the Patriots play another Super Bowl. So, I think I've beat that subject into death, and if I have anyone still listening to this, I love you. I'm in love with you if you're still listening to this. because uh, I guarantee I lost you at about the, the five-minute mark. So, 
I think uh, I should call it for the night. Thank you to everyone that's listened to episode one. Thank you to everyone that's listened to any any 10 seconds of this podcast. Um, you can listen to this on SoundCloud, iTunes, the podcast app, and YouTube, like I said earlier. Um, definitely going to have guests on in the future, so that's something to look forward to. I'm not sure how the microphone I'm using now is going to work with two people talking or having a conversation, but I'm, I'm sure it'll work fine. Uh, if I get some, if this, this podcast gets popular enough, um, I'm definitely planning on getting, um, uh, an actual podcast set up because right now I'm using a zoom H two N, which is actually, I mean, you can tell by listening to it, it's great quality. Um, it's a, I don't know what you call it. It's a standalone. Like it, it, it records. Like you put the SD card in. It's the microphone and the recorder, um, which is great. But um, for the most part, podcasts are done like on an interface or with a mixer with a multi microphone setup. Uh, so we'll see how that goes in the future. I, I mean, I already have an interface, um, so I just I just planned on buying two mics. And then uh, having like a little more professional um, setup, but you know, I mean, the, the the sound quality I get with this Zoom H2N is amazing. So uh, who knows? We'll just see. We'll just see if this thing grows. I hope it does. I hope people listen to it. I hope people think I'm enjoy. I mean, entertaining. I hope people enjoy this. Uh, and I think that's enough ranting and stammering and stuttering for one night. Like, uh, so. Yeah, that'll be it for the Not-So-Epic Rant Podcast. Um, I think I'm going to throw in the title that this is a AFC Championship review. So if football's not your thing, you don't even need to listen to it. Um, so stay tuned for more episodes in the future. Uh, we'll be having guests on. Um, yeah, so thank you guys, and 